재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, earlier on Sunday, the foreign minister of Egypt visited Jerusalem to meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The first such high-level meeting between the two countries in nearly a decade. There are hopes of rejuvenating. The peace process between Israel and Palestine and to learn more about these developments as well as get some analysis on the prospects of whether peace can ultimately be achieved by these two long-standing adversaries. Joining us from the University of Reading, lecturer in law, Dr. Ruvi Ziegler. Hello. Hello. Um, good evening to you in um, Korea. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Ziegler. Um, We know that Egypt has played this role in the past, but as it stands right now in this current day and age, do you believe Egypt is a credible, trusted mediator that can play a key role in trying to broker a a lasting peace here? Right. So, so, I mean, as we all know, Egypt was the first of Israel's Arab neighbors um, to sign a peace treaty over 35 years ago, and relations have been... Uh, on an ebb and flow since President Sisi assumed office in 2014. Uh, I think it's fair to say they've, they've really strengthened on, on the basis of mutual interest. The, the difficulty, of course, for Egypt is that it's um, um, at the same time it has very good relations with the, Israeli, the current Israeli government. Um, it has very frosty relations, to, to, to put it mildly, with um, the government in Gaza, mm. which it borders, uh, which is the Hamas government, and that's primarily for, for internal Egyptian reasons, because Hamas is very much affiliated with the Muslim Brotherhood right. in Egypt. And so, for instance, the Rafah crossing between Gaza and, and Egypt has been effectively closed uh, for the last um, couple of years. Um, and because we know um, President Abbas uh, sits in the West Bank uh, for, for about a decade, has no effective control over Gaza because they're separate units, uh, then the extent to which Egypt is able to effectively negotiate something that will be um, agreeable both to to both factions of the Palestinian authorities and to Israel seems not very very high, I'd say. Um, Although that's clearly something that Israel is trying to push. And, And what I would say is that Part of the reason Israel is, is quite enthusiastic about this, and you mentioned the, the, the press conference with, uh, with Prime Minister Netanyahu, um, is because at the same time we've got uh, an attempt that the Palestinians support um, by the French to initiate uh, a separate uh, peace initiative through an international peace conference. It was uh, an agreement um, of the EU foreign ministers on the 20th of June to support that initiative. And that's one that the Arab League supports as well. And that's something the Israeli government at the moment uh, vehemently objects to. And so my, my sense is um, it's more than just trying to get Egypt into the picture. It's, uh, it's trying to prevent other um, mm. uh, mediators from coming in. Yeah, and that's a very interesting point. And when we've seen these um, talks and negotiations in the past, these uh, Thorny issues always kind of arise, and it, it's, it's repeated. Uh, even if you go back to recent uh, modern history, from uh, Ehud Barak to Ariel Sharon, or even before that, Shimon Peres, um, there the idea of settlements and how that is a, a very contentious 
issue. Uh, will there have to be some kind of compromise there, which doesn't seem forthcoming under the current leadership of Netanyahu? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's very it's very it would be very difficult for anyone to 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 argue that any final arrangement between Israel and and Palestinians um, would not have to involve. Um, more than just a compromise on settlement, probably the evacuation of quite a few of them. I think that the challenge at the moment is that uh, Israel is not willing to, to even freeze the building of settlements. I mean, the last freeze was, was in 2010. It was for nine months. Uh, and currently has a government that has a foreign minister himself lives in a settlement and, and a coalition that's largely supported uh, by parties that, that have very strong um, uh, interest and in, in, in investment in settlements. Um, and so the likelihood that, that there'll be any freeze is, is very low. But, you know, um, as you were on the other end of, of the negotiating table, um, the Palestinians, perhaps for understandable reasons, um, are not very keen on having bilateral negotiations or having sort of um, some sort of an ongoing process where settlement building carries on and they mm. continuously negotiate, uh, which is which partly explains the, the turn to the international community, not just through initiatives like the French initiative, but also through the International Criminal Court, joining international organizations, um, attending the African Union um, summit this, this week, which, which Abbas is going to and the like. So, so there's almost a disconnect. Netanyahu seems to call for bilateral negotiations all the time. But uh, there the doesn't appear to be much that he's willing to offer in those bilateral right. negotiations. And so, uh, and so that's where you stand. There are so many outstanding issues, and they've kind of remained the same over the years, Dr. Ziegler. Uh, the right of return, what to do with East Jerusalem, all of these issues that don't seem to have necessarily been bridged in, in recent years. Um, what in terms of concessions, do you see both sides are perhaps willing to give that perhaps is different from what we've seen decades ago? Right. So, I mean, as, as you've rightly suggested, right, that if you go back to the Declaration of Principles from, from the, that started the Oslo Agreement in 1993, that it said um, the final status negotiation issues are Jerusalem refugee settlements, borders, um, and those very much remained um, if, if any, um, stored and, and potentially, you know, in, in a worse top situation than, than we were then. However, what I would say, and kind of to, is a degree of cautious optimism, in some sense, there is rhetorical commitment on both sides to a two-state solution. And, and to some extent, also the moves by the Palestinians to have recognition for a Palestinian state based on the 67 lines suggests that that's that is still the point of reference for mm. uh, for a settlement between the two sides. Now, then questions like refugees would have to be seen against this slide in the sense that um, previous initiatives, you look back to the Geneva Accord in 2002, have tried quite creatively to create a mechanism where um, uh, there, there is a in principle a right of return, but it is exercised to largely to the Palestinian state uh, and some sort of a breakdown um, based on voluntariness uh, between other states in the region, other states in the world, and symbolically Israel as well. And that could, in terms of refugees, be a way forward in future. 
Uh, at the moment, um, it seems like the, the prospect of having a full package that would deal, that will, as you were, um, will, will be a uh, an end of claims type um, arrangements just seems quite far off. Right. Uh, even though the rhetorical commitment is there. Bottom line, as a final question, um, all of these sticking points, would you say you are optimistic or hopeful that this recent push, this recent peace initiative will bear some fruit? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the fact that you've got, as you were, these, uh, um, these parallel tracks, this attempt uh, by the international community sort of through the EU, as you were, and by and by the region, so regional powers like Egypt, um, that to me suggests that um, there is realization that the status quo is not really sustainable. Um, and so there may, I, I think, there is room for some optimism that that may force the sides to to move forward. Uh, I wouldn't say. Um, you know, overly cost optimistic at this point. Okay, very fair. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Ziegler, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate your analysis. Thanks very much. We've got Soul City News up next.